Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie. I am Stephanie, and this is Season 4, Episode 83. Last episode, I introduced a new feature of the podcast, and that is the voicemail button on my podcast blog page. And I was hoping I would get at least one, and I did. I got one, yay! Uh, So I will play it now and then give an answer. Hi, Stephanie. Here is Emanuela from Germany. Will be really nice if you can talk to us more about quilting with Liberty Fabrics because they are so special. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. So that was awesome. And I have to say, I I recognized who this was from, and it's the guest of uh, the podcast today, Emanuela. Uh, it wasn't planned. She didn't tell me she was doing this. And uh, it's a good question. So quilting with Liberty Fabrics, of course, of course, I can do an episode about that. Uh, in fact, I have been uh, planning on doing an episode about Liberty Fabrics. I So this is a good addition because originally I was just going to talk about, you know, what Liberty Fabric is, what makes it different from other fabrics, and a little bit of the history. But now I can add on quilting with it because I think, and we talk about this in the episode, Liberty Tana Lawn fabric is not necessarily made specifically for quilting. It really is for apparel. It's a wider width. It's a 55, uh, 55 or 56 inches wide. And it has a very lightweight um, we- and a, a tight weave to it. Um, and so it's sometimes people have a hard time in, um, piecing with it and quilting with it because it does have a a different, um, behavior, uh, when you're piecing it to another piece of fabric that may be a lot more heavier and maybe you might see some puckering of the tanalon, um, and other things. So, Yeah. Emanuela, I will add that to the list and I will do an episode on quilting with Liberty Fabrics. Thank you so much. So don't be shy, people. Just click the button if you have a question. Quilting, decorating, sewing, uh, gardening. We're getting into gardening season here. So go ahead, leave a message and ask me anything and I will answer it. It's a lot of fun. All right. Before chit chat, I want to remind you to check out my Patreon page. This is a way for you to support the podcast and get a bonus episode every month for uh, subscribing. And you can choose uh, whatever fits into your budget and you can start and stop at any time. So check that out. Also, the free group with Mighty Networks, Make and Decorate Friends. You can join it and post uh, anything about what you're making and projects and just enjoy chatting with people 
in the same community who love to do what you love to do, and that is to make things. Let's chit chat. I gifted the Lucky Doo Cat doll to my two-year-old niece. I actually got to see them and my sister last Sunday. I haven't seen them since last May. And you know, little kids just grow up so fast. I She just, was just like a baby last year, and now she's running around. She's a toddler. But the funny thing is, when she opened up the gift box, I had it in tissue, but the box was like a shirt box because the cat doll is long, but it's not, you know, very wide or anything. So there was extra tissue sitting in there. So she opens it up and then she grabs the arm and flings the cat onto the floor. And then she's going through with both hands, looking through the tissues for more, more gifts. <laughs> and we all burst out laughing. It was so funny because she didn't even notice what she was tossing, I guess. And um, then her dad picked up the doll and brought it over to her. And then she was like, oh. And throughout the week, my sister has been taking pictures of her playing with it. And she put sunglasses on her. She loves to change her clothes. So it is um, much more appreciated now than when she first got it. Um, but it was really cute. So and her sisters are playing with it too. So I'm very glad that I am going to I knew it. I I knew that they would want one. And I will be making her two sisters uh the same dolls in different, you know, color fabrics so that it's just it's customized to them and they can identify whose cat is whose. When I made the first cat doll, um I got an idea and I sketched out my own pattern to make a stuffed dog, a uh, dog stuffed animal that looks like Cooper. Cooper is the type of dog, I mean, he's a rescue, so he's not any single purebred, which I love, actually. And he has a little bit of German Shepherd and Terrier uh, mixed in him. And his ears are so cute. But any of the uh, dog fabrics out there, they are really only about the French bulldogs and labs um, and other dogs. So I rarely see a dog that has the ear type that Cooper has. And they're so cute. They kind of they stick up and then the corners of his ears flop over just to the bottom edge of um, the middle of his ear. And it's so cute. So like lab dogs, their ears go all the way down. And the little um, French bulldogs, their ears are more uh, pointed upwards. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to make one that looks like Cooper. <laughs> and I did a sketch. And it's not that bad. I'm going to put a, uh, a picture of it in the show notes. And hopefully I will get around to making that. I'm thinking I might make it for one of my um, nephews. Uh, so, you know, some things like, you know, inspire you to create other things. And that's what this Lucky Juju patterns have done for me. Well, here I am. 
on the brink of another birthday. I don't even know where the time goes anymore. It's just uh, crazy. I just get used to turning the big 5-0 and here we go. It's The number is flipping again, <laughs> but it's the inevitable for all of us. So you might as well make the best of it, right? For this year, uh, my husband is going to take me to a fancy restaurant that we would never really go to on a normal basis. Uh, we have a gift card uh, to go there, and it's called Gibson's. It is a nice uh, high-end steakhouse, and uh, they they just um, have like really great food. Uh, and I know this because I've tried their carrot cake. <laughs> Their carrot cake is massive, and it is the best carrot cake you will have ever eaten in your life. It must be like 10 layers tall, and one order could feed four people. I have never been to this restaurant, but my husband has, and he brought me home one time the carrot cake. And I just, I still remember that. I I just can never forget that experience. And yes, it's a steakhouse, but I'm all about the carrot cake. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that. A podcast that I'm listening to, I wanted to mention a couple and they are not quilting, sewing, or crafty related. One of them I talked about before when it first came out. So it's back for a season two, and I want to mention it again. It is Sibling Revelry with Kate Hudson and her brother Oliver Hudson. I listened to the episode with Ron and Clint Howard. So Ron Howard, the guy from way back when, where he was on Happy Days, and Through the years, he has become this super big Hollywood um, movie producer, director, producer, all of it. And his daughter now has been acting as well. She's been in the Jurassic Park movies. And this episode was so interesting. It, It was the relationship that he has with his brother and his brother is an actor in Hollywood and he has been in so many movies. He's, I think what you would consider a um, character actor. I think that's what they call them, but you can just like chameleon from movie to movie and play all these different characters. He's been in a lot of uh, his brother's movies, of course, the but it's just so interesting to listen how they grew up and what their relationship was as brothers and uh it, Clint said he never ever begrudged his brother all of the success that he has had um and uh talked about their father cuz i guess he was in the business too it was it was really enjoyable and i enjoyed hearing this because th- this is something that you never ever hear from in normal like publicity articles and stuff like that they also wrote a book together and i forgot what it was but i think it, it definitely was about them uh like a biography sort of thing and as brothers and and stuff like that i will put a link to that podcast in the show notes 
Also, there's a new podcast to me. They started this podcast in 2020, which 2020 was the start of so many podcasts, wasn't it? (laughs) A lot of them died off, but this one is going strong, and it's called Let's Grow Girls. It is uh, a UK podcast, Two Friends. And it's about growing cut flowers. It's friends Nicole and Sarah from the UK. Last week, they finished their, well, they call it season five, but basically they do two seasons, two seasons a year. I listened to uh, their season two, episode one, which was from last January with guest Kara from Blooming Joy Flower Co. And she is near the Nashville area in Tennessee and has grown her business of cut flowers. She's very interesting and very open, and she just gives all of her tips and tricks about growing cut flowers. And also her uh, kind of just um, failures and just how she learned to do this. It wasn't something that she went to school for or anything but she has a great passion for it. Uh, So I recommend that episode, but also that podcast. So I'm going to be going back and listening to the back episodes of the podcast. All right, what I'm watching, I'm going to update you on that. I haven't really talked uh, too much about that in the last few episodes, but on Stars, there is a new season of Outlander. I think it is season six. It's season five or six, but it's back. It's okay. It's, you know, I, I, ha- I didn't really enjoy the first episode, and uh, but I'm going to still continue to watch it, um, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Another show on stars that I've start, I've watched, I'm watching is a new episode. It's a spinoff of the Power shows and that goes goes but there's been several versions of it focusing on um, a specific character from the original show so this is power force i think it's called four and it's uh centers on the character tommy egan this show is not for everyone there's violence there's you know just risque type things but uh, this season, uh, Tommy Egan has set up shop in Chicago, my town, and it's. I always love watching things set in Chicago uh, because it's fun, A, to see your city uh, in a storyline on TV, and it's another fun thing to look at stuff that they shoot and you're like, there's no way they could have gotten from Lakeshore Drive all the way up to Evanston in like a minute <laughs> or other inconsistencies that you see. So far, this show has been pretty consistent. I haven't really seen anything uh, unreal like other shows do. Um, and it's good. It's pretty good, especially there was this Irish family. You'll recognize the father character because he used to be in Sons of Anarchy and some other shows. He's very good. So if that's your type of thing, that is on now. And it's just kind of like in the middle um, middle part of the season, almost towards the end, I guess. And then we have 
The Gilded Age on HBO. The series finale is next week, and it's very good. I love watching the show. I love the costumes. I love the architecture and the interior design, the furniture, all of it. It's just a feast for my eyes and my creative soul. Uh, and then there's the storyline, <laughs> of course. Um, but I think you guys see, as well as I do, you you see things like the textiles. And uh, also, I always noticed when there are quilts in a movie or a TV show, there's a lot of quilts recently that I have been seeing in all of these shows. I'm like, there's a quilt. There's a quilt. Um and it's fun to see what type of quilts they put into these shows. I haven't seen a quilt in this show yet, but um, I, I have been seeing them in other shows that I've been watching. So this show is not as good as the Downton Abbey series. It's very different. And of course, it's it's set in New York in America in the late 1800s. Uh, and it's... It's been very revealing to me that this time in the late 1880s seems to be where the old money had great disdain for new money, at least in America. And it wasn't until my foray into high-end design that my eyes were opened up to the fact that the class system still exist. It is alive and well, which is sad. And old money still does not like new money in this modern age, uh, at least in the communities where I have had design projects. And this TV show, The Gilded Age, just has so many parallel storylines to the real world fickle shenanigans that I see in some of my high-end design projects. There's just so much that I have been exposed to and heard gossips and other things. Uh, and even the way I have been treated. As Gwen Stefani says, or sings, this is bananas. Ah, I haven't done a soapbox tangent in a while. Wow. Okay. Well, now let's get back to regular programming, right? I am really thrilled about this episode. I chat with Emanuela Jeska. She is in Germany and hosts her own podcast called Quilt Carousel. And this podcast is currently the only German-speaking quilting podcast out there. For time reference, we recorded this episode back in November uh, so we probably ta are talking about things relating to last fall and the upcoming winter season. Um, but there's lots of good things in this podcast. And I, I just really enjoyed talking with her. We could have talked well into the night, the evening hours. It was just so much fun. So let's go ahead and listen to our chat. My guest today is a fellow podcaster in Germany, and her name is Emanuela Jeska, and her podcast is Quilt Carousel. My husband came with the name, and we were trying to find something that goes with quilt, you know? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. first letter, it's ku, and then what's going with ku. And in German, you don't have so many words that go with it. Oh. And he was trying and looking for words. It's not the same letter, but you spell, you you talk, you say it almost the same. Carousel, and it's... it's uh, Quilt carousel, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's moving and people are coming and going. And that's why we said, oh, it's, it's really, it's, it's working. It's the perfect name. That's very clever. I like that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, welcome to my show. I am so happy to have you here. And, um, I wish I spoke German so that I could listen to your show because your show is in German. But we're going to talk about why. Uh, you do it in German. First, I just want to talk about just your story of just, you know, how you came to be a quilter and all the things that you love about it. So how long have you been quilting? I started in 2014, not not so long time ago, right. I could say that. And before that, I even didn't know what quilting is. And that quilting exists because I live in Germany. And before I used to live in Romania, I was born in Romania and I grew up in Romania. I worked on the cruise ships for five years, but I didn't meet any uh, quilters on the cruise ships. Funny. That is funny. <laughs> and, yeah. And then I came in Germany and 2014, a friend of mine told me, oh, you know, I I do this good stuff, sewing with a machine and quilting and patchwork and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I used to sew as I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, show me that. And she showed me and then I bought myself a sew machine and I started watching YouTube Mm -hmm. and I learned it. Oh, that's fantastic. I love YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's really, it's really great. I just learned. Yeah, I just learned to knit on YouTube. (laughs) And now I'm knitting like crazy. I've always wanted to learn that. And I've never knew anyone who did it uh, at all growing up. So I finally, I finally learned from Arne and Carlos in Norway. (laughs) You see, people say that what's quilting for American is, is knitting for the Germans. Knitting for the Germans. Yes, there are oh. many, many German people are doing knitting. Knitting, yeah. Yeah. Qu- yeah. Quilting is not. It's not so. So done here in Germany. Popular, right? No, it's not so right. pa- popular. Yeah. A lot of people are sewing clothes. Yes. You know, it's also a funny story. As I started with idea to do the podcast. I started to listen to some German podcast about sewing and clothes sewing. And the, these two ladies were talking there. And one lady asked the, the other one, how did you start sewing? And the other said, I start sewing with quilting because my mother was doing it. Hmm. And the other lady said, oh, no. Honestly, really? I was like, what? And after <laughs> that, I, I just stopped it and I didn't listen to this, this show anymore because it was like, what? Clothing is such a good sewing and quilting, and quilting is not. Yeah, even over here, um, quilting is has been in the past very um, 
just like, oh, that's homemade arts and crafty. It's just, you know, not not sophisticated. I started quilting in 2010, but not really. I dabbled in it. And then about the time that 2014 is when I really, really got into it. And that's when a lot of the people younger than me were really getting into it um, strongly. And then modern quilting exploded here. So I think it's um, it's gotten really a better... <laughs> A better reputation <laughs> of not being such a, you know, old-fashioned granny thing to do. <laughs> I I don't know why why is this? Maybe mm. because if you sew a, a clothing, you can wear it and show it to everybody. You know, this is what I did. You know, but if you sew a quilt, it's most of the time in in your room, in your bedroom. And you are with, with your pyjama or watching TV, you know. Maybe now it's it's this new stuff with a quilt jacket or quilt coat or something like that. And I have the feeling that also young people start now yes. more to quilt and, and mm -hmm. do this stuff. You're right. Yeah, I, I see a lot more young people starting to quilt and the quilt jacket is very popular here. People, I want to make one. I've been wanting to make one for a couple of years now and I just need to get the time, time to do it because I think they're so beautiful. And yeah. I, I feel like anything quilted, whether it's um, patchwork or if it's quilted, like, you know, the texture of the three layers, like, you know, um, that like, um, whole cloth quilt, like even if it's clothing and it's got like that diamond pattern, I just think it's just so much more beautiful because it has dimension and interest. Um, and, and quilting is an art. It really is. Yeah, that's that started with the modern quilting. I yes. have more feeling, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely. So you started in 2014. And what type of quilting... Um, did you start with just regular uh, piecing blocks and sewing yeah. blocks together? Mm -hmm. In that time, we changed our table in the living room. Before, we had a round table, and now we have a square one. Mm -hmm. So the tablecloth from the round table didn't match with a new table. And I didn't want to throw them away because they were good still good and what do you do with them and then i cut them and they were not every is is not that everything was uh, was cotton and nice stuff you know it was polyester and everything what i had there and i just cut them i saw some uh, nice patterns from jenny at the missouri quilt star with squares and triangles you know and this is what i've done that's fantastic. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it was one of the tablecloth that I made after that. It was from this polyester uh -huh. and it was really fuzzy on the back. And uh -huh. I didn't know that you have to quilt it to put the fleece and the backside, you know. And then I said, it, it's it's going to break after you wash it. It's, it's going to break. So what do you do? And then I took the zigzag on my sewing machine, you know, 
And on the back side, after I everything was finished, the patchwork top was finished, I did everything with the zigzag <laughs> to make them stable. Stay together, and, yeah. Yeah, and I still have it there. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know because when you are so new to quilting, you don't you don't know what to do after you make the quilt top. I didn't either. I mean, so it just took some time to learn that and uh yeah, and then since since I started, it's just been always a part of my life. I I just I will always be quilting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the thing is if you look for quilting videos, most of the time you find patchwork. Mhm. If you want to see how they quilted, you need to do uh, long arm quilting or the free motion quilting or something like that. And I didn't know that this stuff exists. So then oh. I, you know, I did it how I was. I don't know. <laughs> I was <laughs> but, improvising. But that's OK. I think that um, that's how you learn. And I, I feel like it's, um, you know, when you're adventurous like that, um there there's you get better and and you create very unique things um versus me where i i'm like uh i always like want to do things the right way it's got to be perfect and you know i have to learn the right techniques and over the years i have let that go um so it, it has helped my cre- you know creativity to experiment and just you know you don't always mm-hmm. have to follow the rules <laughs> My rules. Your rules. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I made myself a T-shirt and says, freestyle quilting, no rules or my, no, no rules. This oh, is I love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the best. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking behind you and I see this beautiful cur- curtain that is a quilt and um, so that that's a T-shirt quilt you said, right? Yeah, it's a T-shirt quilt. I yeah. made it from the T-shirts from my daughter. She's now 15. And I don't know when I heard that you can do something like that. So then I took her nice T-shirts like the kids have with a lot of uh, funny stuff on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just cut them, uh-huh. you know, and when I had a big pile... Then I make a t-shirt quilt. I hated it. Yeah, because oh, they're stretchy. Yes, yes. Yeah. I put the fleece on the back side, uh-huh. but I don't know. Also, I don't. I'm not a big fan of ironing. And oh. when you do the t-shirts quilts, you yeah. need to iron and yeah. a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sometimes the fleece didn't stay. Mm-hmm. on a t-shirt you know mm-hmm. so but it's done and it's in it's use, really so. beautiful and it looks like you mixed some other uh fabrics in there with the t-shirts right on the back side i put a, a fleece like a fleece that you buy in in a in a store not right. not our fleece right you know like like you buy just L- just like a, uh, like a polar fleece Exactly. Yeah. That's what I used on the back side. And this is just orange. It's no pattern on it. You nice. know, and yeah. and because it was too plain, yeah. I just had a panel with a nice <laughs> sewing machine or no, they are uh, on the other side. There are some like uh, girls who are flying and uh, sewing and stuff like that. 
so it's not boring nice. on the other side. Oh, good. Just a plain good. fleece, you know. I just love that because you know every time you see, it's oh, not yes. even sewn on it. It's just with the pins. Oh. It's just stuck stuck on it with with That's, pins. Yeah, you but see? that looks really pretty. Uh huh. I have just have a pin and it's yeah. just it's a like panel. a panel, a fabric panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I, and and for me too, like you know, I'm seeing this behind you, and it just makes me happy when I see things like that. So to have that in your, this is in your quilt room. I'm sure, like when you when you look at the things you've made around your room, does it make you happy? Yeah, yeah, of it course. makes me happy. <laughs> I, I I prefer that to even like the, you know. The finest custom made because I am part time in the interior high end interior design industry, and they are part they they kind of like look down upon handmade stuff, homemade like that because it's like fine fine interior design. It has to be you know this three hundred dollar a yard fabric and made by professional workrooms and blah, blah, blah. You can make a quilt from Liberty <laughs> Fabrics. And oh, then yes. It's, and then it's going to be a high-end Yes, uh, I have. I have. Yeah, I've, been, I've been commissioned. I've made a couple of Liberty quilts because one of my design clients loves Liberty. And she needlepoints. So she appreciates the handmade arts. So um, Can I ask you something mm-hmm. now? Some people here in Germany wanted to quilt with the Liberty fabrics, but they are a little bit scared because it's so fine and it's totally different from our usual. It is. It's 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 a a lawn fabric. That's um, yeah. It's, Did it's, you use it normally? Thinner. I used the Tana lawn and. Uh, I did. I did. I made a wedding, a double wedding ring quilt. So I made the rings with it um, and applique. The first one, I applique them on. The second double wedding ring, I, I um, did them patchwork. Uh, so it was fine. It's just that... Uh, did you I, use starch or something yeah, different? Yeah, I think I pressed it and I used the um, flatter. Okay. Spray and that made okay. it crisp, crisp enough. Um, okay. And, and paired. You know what else though? I did is um, I used I used the art gallery pure elements mm-hmm. solids, and that fabric has a very lighter weight, similar to Tanalon. It's just a little heavier, but I found that that fabric worked really well with Tanalon mm-hmm. versus the other ones. Like Kona would be pretty thick and not match it. And, mm-hmm. and the backing that I did was all Tanalon. So I had a lot of Tanalon to work with together. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, that was an expensive quilt. It I, was. It wasn't mine. I, I, I made it <laughs> for somebody else that could pay, you know, they could afford that. So, um, but you know, Liberty makes quilting fabric now. Quilt, uh-huh. quilt weight, uh, fabrics. Um, in fact, I have right here. <laughs> this is their uh Mary and Bright collection. It's quilt weight, it's quilt fabric. So it's just like normal um yeah. fabric. And there's a pattern in here, this one, that they've done in the Tanalon for a while. Oh. Now it's now it's in a quilt fabric. 
Okay. Quilt cotton. Quilt cotton. So it's the weight of other quilt cottons, and it's short, it's smaller. It's the 40, 44-inch wide um, mm-hmm. quilt cotton fabric, and it's much less pricey than the Tantalon. So, and they have regular collections too. In fact, um, I'm getting the Carnaby collection. I'm, I'm setting up my online shop. So I kind of want to sell Liberty quilting fabrics because it's not as everywhere, you know, like other fabrics are. So sort of kind of want to start with that, <laughs> see how it goes. But it's, it's more expensive than normal. This one's not. No. This one's okay. the same, same price point. Because it's quilt, it's not okay. the it's not the the tanalon fabric. Okay. It's actually woven cotton. It's the same as a moda. Yeah. Fabric. Okay, but you, you know, yeah. here with us, it's also a little bit difficult because England, yeah, and the European Union <gasps> oh. are not a good friends anymore. <laughs> Brexit, right? <laughs> oh no. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. There, oh. there is a, a very nice lady here who has a shop with oh. uh, with uh, Liberty Fabrics, and I will ask her also yeah. if, if you she know can what? bring some. But do you know who has license to this? Riley Blake, which is an American company. Okay. Yeah, but also it's it's also the the fabric <laughs> here. It's different. It's so much different the price oh, that you have guys there. It's really? it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if if we will buy something that's coming from England through USA to Germany, then for sure you you cannot pay it. Oh my goodness. Wow. You know, I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Oh, yeah. And as also you cannot also you cannot find all the designer. I have a good friend who loves the fabric from Edita Sitar. Mm-hmm. You know her from Laundry Basket Quilts? Yes, yeah. And and uh, he told me he was in France to a festival and he always buys there these fabrics because in Germany it's difficult to find them. Wow. Mm. Well, and like you said earlier, Germany quilting is not as popular um, as fashion sewing. So there's probably not as many quilt fabric shops as there are um, clothing fabric shops, right? No. Mm. Right. And most of us, there are a lot of shops, they have fabrics, jersey and knits and something like that. And then they have something for us. What about the Netherlands? Is that too hard to order from? I don't know. I try to stay here in Germany when okay. I order stuff and uh, well, to the shops good. where I'm in, yeah. around. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also I, I heard from many people I live on the other side from Germany, close to Poland and Denmark. Rostock. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's saying is telling you something. Yes. And Netherlands is far away. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So, <laughs> okay. That's also also difficult because most of the quilters in Germany are also in the south of Germany. Oh. You know? And in the yeah. north we are not so many. Mm-hmm. South is south is closer to France. Right? Well, the east, south the Germany? west. The West. 
part. Yes. I'm sorry, the, the west. west part. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> west. Uh-huh. The west. Yeah. South, southwest. Mm-hmm. Southwest, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah, the west part is to Holland and then southwest mm-hmm. to yeah. France. Mm-hmm. Only because we watch the Tour de France. So they go through Austria and Germany, I think, sometimes in that okay. tour, tour de France bicycle. Uh, I know. I just thing. I just ride my bike. I don't like to watch them. <laughs> I don't either. It's my husband, so he he puts these things on that I normally would never put on myself, and then I get caught up watching. You know, there's a these guys riding these bicycles up these mountains, and it's crazy. <laughs> my my husband is riding like one of them. Wow. But he's not watching. And when we go together for a ride and he's really fast, uh-huh. I'm always telling him, I'm not here at Tour de France. <laughs> I'm just riding my bike to have fun. You yes. know? And I want to look right and left what's yes. going on. I, I yeah. know. I, I asked that. I said, they they ride in the most beautiful mountains and the landscape is gorgeous and they don't even see it. They're just focused on riding their bike, their bike as fast as they can. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know, I don't even think that they can enjoy what's around them. Mm-hmm. No. But anyway, we'll get back to quilting now. <laughs> so, so, um, you, you, you're quilting and then you learned about different quilting machines. So did you ever quilt on your sewing machine that, that you sew This is on? how I started. That's how you started. How, yeah. Okay. This is how I started. Yeah. That's how I still I, quilt uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I learned from Leah Day. Yeah. You know her? Yeah. Yes. She was on my show. Yeah, uh-huh. and I bought myself a uh, feet for that and everything, uh-huh. and I quilted also a big one, like a big quilt. Wow! And I said, okay, Your shoulders. I have yeah. to, yes, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And I here in Germany, you cannot just buy a used long arm or a no. sit down long arm just like that. But I was lucky and I got one, a sit-down long arm machine. Uh-huh. In 2016, I got one for, wow. for about two years. Yeah. I had one. Yeah. Very nice. And after, yeah, after that, I said, I want a long arm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then for two years, I bought one. I think in a couple of months, she will be two years old. Yeah. <gasps> How nice. Yes, um, I see this beautiful long arm behind you. And yeah, that's that's one of uh, the things on my wish list is eventually a long arm. I'm 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 cons- I'm not sure. So you had a sit down. How did you like that? Was it easier than your regular machine? Because it's got a bigger table space. You are so much faster. Yeah. Okay. With, with this, you know, and the big difference for myself is on my sit down, I was quilting so small, mm-hmm. you know, and I was quilting like quarter inch or uh, one inch mm-hmm. the, between the quilting line that mm-hmm. was already, oh, my God, it's it's too much space between mm-hmm. them, you know, mm-hmm. because you are right there yes. and you can move yeah. it. You can. I have the feeling you can control it better. But with the long arm, I have the feeling I can do big moves and nice 
you know, and yeah. with the ruler. I, I like the ruler work on the oh, sit good. down and also uh-huh. on the long arm. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think I was thinking now in, in, in winter, I will have more time to try again to quilt with my, with my uh, normal machine to see how it is after two years again. Oh, wow. You know, but I, I know. I think it's easier. It's much, much easier because the machine, it's not heavy at all. You think it's a big machine and it will be heavy to move it. Right. But it's, 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 it's really easy. Mm-hmm. And um, do, is, is your machine like very long or do you have it kind of uh, in a smaller width? No, it's not. It's not too big. Okay. I don't know. I can watch. I can look here. What's my maximum? What I can quilt on it because my room is so small. I yeah, can do. That's what I'm noticing. 80, is... Not more than eighty. Oh, so that's eighty a queen, inch. That's a queen size. That's that's big. Yeah. One side need to be smaller than that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Very. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could do a sixty by eighty, which is all, almost a queen. Almost. It's it's, a, you it's can the size do... of the mattress. <laughs> You can do 80 by 200 if you want. Oh. Because you can put the length on the other uh, side yes, of the yes, machine. Yes, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So yeah. how long did it take you to become comfortable with your long arm quilting, to learn it and feel confident? Conf- confident? I don't think I can say that I'm now confident. Oh, you know? <laughs> I'm still learning and I I think it's a problem from one side that I have also a computer computerized system on my long oh, arm. Oh yes. You know? So sometimes I love to do custom quilting, you know? Let, let's say I had a quilt for a friend of mine an Irish chain quilt, you know? And this in the middle it was white. A plain white square on point. Okay. okay. And if you quilt something there, you see everything. Yeah. So there yeah. I put I put a computer program. Okay. And in the, around where the chain is, I go uh-huh. with my ruler. Oh, okay. Nice. If I didn't have the computer system, then I had to learn to do nice and perfect patterns in this white square, yeah, you know? Uh So then I will be for sure much better on Mm. uh, free motion quilting. Free motion, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you you bring up a good point, though, because um, long arm machines can have that computer attached with all of the designs, quilting designs, you know, you can upload to it and then it will stitch it out. For you. Yeah, but it stitches only when you want it to stitch it. Right. You know? Right. Because some people they say, oh, computer system, that's not your work or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? But I'm choosing the pattern. Yes. I'm choosing where this pattern is going to go. Mm-hmm. So it's also my art on it. Well, and you have to make sure that it's the right size for yeah, that square exactly. yeah. that it's going into. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than just pushing a button. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so no, true. But, 
but as I say, I like to use it only where I want to have something perfect. Mm-hmm. If mostly in a patchwork, I do ruler work mm-hmm. and I, I use the patchwork as a grid, you know, this mm-hmm. is what I mostly do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that's what um, uh, Natalia Bonner does. I, lo- I love watching her. She quilts with those rulers like they're, it's, it's just she's so smooth and quick. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tried ruler quilting on my um, domestic sewing machine and, and it, it's tough to learn it. Uh, on a, you think so? On a regular domestic because you're moving the fabric and yeah, the ruler. I, I, I on a long arm, easier. you're just yeah. moving the... You're not the fabric stays where it's at, and then you're just moving that little the machine across the ruler. I think it might be a little easier. I, I, and I think the rulers were originally made for long arm quilters. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So. I my opinion is the secret for a ruler for a sit down for your home machine is to have a small ruler because you have a small ruler you can control it and also on your machine you don't have a big space to right. move the ruler yeah. and i i was i had the feeling that this ruler was helping me to have the quilt flat mm. and move it 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 i was mm. moving it easier with the ruler in my hand i okay. don't know why that was i, yeah. I really liked it yeah mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely, I, I, um, I actually was surprised at myself because there's that thing you can do with the round ruler and you can do all of these concentric circles and then it makes this like rose or flower pattern, um, there. And I did that right in the center of a baby quilt because her name was Rose. (laughs) So I did the rose with the ruler. Uh, the ruler and I was amazed I was just like I did something with the ruler (laughs) so you could do it it's just putting your mind to it that you can do the hand eye coordination and a little practice I did some practice ones yeah and you have to go slower yeah definitely yeah Mm -hmm. because you need to to stay close as close you can to the ruler right that's why Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. So you like to use your rulers um, and, uh, and and plan the perfect blocks with the machine uh, computer patterns. So that's yeah. a good combination. Yeah. yeah. So do you long arm quilt just for yourself or do you? And for friends. For friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because I cannot make so many quilts to practice my long arm quilting. So that's true. Yeah. 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 So that gives you mm-hmm. that gives you some practice and and then um and I'm sure that they love what you quilt on their quilts, right? Oh, I hope so. Nobody <laughs> complained until now. Oh, I there you go. So. <laughs> I I I bet they're probably so happy that they didn't have to do it <laughs> on their sewing yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I have now a quilt from a friend from Instagram. Mhm. She wrote me that she has a quilt, a patchwork top. She finished it a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but she doesn't like it anymore. Huh. It's just lying there. And if it's okay that she will send it to me, and I can do whatever I want with it. 
Oh, how nice. Yeah. I yeah. like that she did that because otherwise it would just be sitting collecting dust. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. That's yeah. fantastic. And now I'm making it bigger. I have already an idea for a friend who doesn't have a quilt yet from me. So I will make it bigger because this is a kind of squarish and it's not big enough to, for a bed, you know. And I I don't like you do this straw size quilt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I, oh, no? I like no, Bigger. I like my size exactly to have here in Germany we say like this eighty. Eighty in length. Uh-huh. So you can use it above your bed, you know. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I will make it so long and I will leave it as bright as it is. It is bright enough for a bed. Okay. And after that I will quilt it and yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. interesting. So that leads us to actually talk about the differences of ger quilting in Germany as opposed to here in the States, because um, I think you mentioned that it's it's very different. So let's talk about how, because you're yeah. right, we do a lot of throw size quilts here because <laughs> they're yeah. smaller, I guess, and you can get done with uh -huh. them faster. So, and they make good yeah. gifts. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, and I think it's so funny that you guys, are you in a quilt group yourself for sure? Uh, I am. I'm in a modern Chicago Modern Quilt Guild. How many are you there? I think there's a hundred members, active members. But when we meet, when they meet up, it I think it might be closer to like maybe 30 to 40 people at a mm -hmm. meeting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When they meet in person. Um, okay. And then, and, and probably it's similar to when we meet online at the Zoom meetings too. Mm -hmm. So we're still, there's, they're still meeting via Zoom um, every yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, oh, I am asking you because I used to be a member of a group here in Rostock. I'm not going there anymore for about the last two years. And we were 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14 girls there that was our group <laughs> and that's a normal size in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. We we have let's say the big organization here in Germany. Okay. Patchworkilde Germany uh -huh. and we are about 6000 members oh. in the whole Germany. Okay. Of course they are also quilter they are not part of the this community. Uh-huh. Right. But I'm I'm just telling you. Yeah. That's it's really <laughs> There's small. not as many. Yes, there's not as many. I'm sure in New York are more, more more quilters. I'm than sure 6, New, New York and uh the Los Angeles one too, I think is big. Um yeah. yeah. It, it, and then and every like state or area um has uh multiple quilt guilds in there. I mean like yeah. just in my area alone. I I'm sure there's at least ten different quilt guilds that that I could join. And the traditional one, it's a little far for me to drive all the time. I mean, I guess I could. It's with it's it's within like forty five minutes to an hour, but it has two hundred members and like a, a lot of them like that's how many go there <laughs> to, yeah, to meet. Yeah. It's very we big. Were, yeah. We yeah. were here 
uh, we are divided here by regions, as you say in, in, in USA per states. We have 14 regions. Mm-hmm. And when we meet here once per year in our region, then we are about 200 people. That's okay. for the whole state, yeah. let's say. Yeah. Okay. And once per year, we have a big show from this organization. And they have also courses and exhibition and all kind of stuff. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, but I never been there because there is one here is in the south part of Germany. One here is in the middle of Germany. And both of them are too far away, okay. especially for me in summer. Yeah. I have to work a lot and yeah. I don't have the time to drive there. Right, right. You know, uh, that, and, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds similar to um, this modern quilt guild. Um, the uh, what's it called? <laughs> quilt con, <laughs> and they change locations every year, and they've they've never come up to towards uh, Chicago. They're always like uh, California, Texas, Georgia. They had one on the East Coast, Savannah, so in Nashville, Tennessee. But I'm waiting for them to like come up north a little <laughs> to have one up here. Uh, so, because I haven't physically ever gone to one, I did. I did do the online. They they had it. They didn't have it in person last year. They just, but they still had it. You could do classes online, and then they had all of the quilts uh, that people made and submitted. Uh, they had those online too that you could view and look at, uh, which was nice. And so then I could attend. <laughs> yeah, it was the same yeah. with us here last year, yeah. uh, this year, and also last year, the same. And we hope that next year it's going to happen in person. Oh, good, good. Yeah, for I us know. to go. Yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. it's it's due to come by your area then, isn't it? This next year your they show? want to do to make the show a little bit norther, not in the middle part of Germany, about a little bit, a little bit norther. So I'm pla- I already planned my work. I took holiday uh-huh. because it's also the stuff you want to be there for the three days that it's taking place. And then you need one day to get there, one day to come back. And then it's five days. Yeah, yeah. The, for sure that you need to have yeah, absolutely yeah. well that will be fun mm-hmm. when you, yeah when you get to do that in person and mm. do they do they have um uh vendors who bring fabrics to sell yeah all the notions yeah. and tools yeah yes. that's fun yes. i love that part yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. They're, they're, I, I never been there i cannot say how it is how big how small and stuff like that but they have they have also sponsors they come and uh yeah yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. There was a, a quilt show that used to come to Chicago every year and I would go. And um, I don't know if you've heard of Superior Threads, but. Of course. Okay. So I would specifically have to stop at their booth every time and get my Superior Threads. <laughs> They're so nice. Mm-hmm. I like to meet them too because some of them are family businesses. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. So, and then they stopped coming a couple years ago. So, um, I was sad. I went to the very last mm-hmm. show and, 
oh, I miss I miss that superior booth. <laughs> I know I can mm-hmm. order it online, but I just yeah. liked to see them. I liked to see them and and talk with them and um, see. There's a, a, several vendors that would come to that every year, uh, so you miss them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and the yeah. person to meet the person and right. talk with the person. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'm mm-hmm. excited for you. I hope that uh, I hope you get to go and that it's uh, everything that you dreamed it to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it will yeah, be. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, we don't have so many events here. They're in Europe, especially. They they use normally is one in Prague or in Birmingham or in France. But these are also different countries and you need, again, to travel. Yeah. 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 And nowadays mm. it's very hard to travel. Yeah. It's going to be hard, mm. I think, for a little while longer. So mm. I know. Um, I mean, they just opened, I think, I think it's open now, the border just from us to Canada. And we're right next to each other. <laughs> and it's been closed the whole time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. I think just recently they opened it. So hopefully they're not going to close it um, because you know, we're, now we're in winter time. So, you know, who knows if they're going to yeah. have sur- surges in, in COVID yeah. or not. But anyway, we just uh-huh. have to make the best of it, I guess. Um, yeah. But we're still going to quilt. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we can do. And that's we right. have enough fabric for it. At yes, home. yes, definitely. Let's talk about fabric then, because it seems like it's uh, difficult to get access to a lot of fabrics um, that are outside of your country. So what, what type of fabrics um, do, you, do you have and what are your favorites? I love all of them, <laughs> you know. You sound like me. <laughs> Yeah, but it's funny because you see some designer. You, I watch a lot of YouTube, and you see they show the next line or stuff like that. But you, you cannot find them here, mm, you know. And yeah. now with with the COVID, they have problems bringing the stuff also yeah. here. Mm-hmm. No, so definitely, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's... So then, so then, what do you end up using? What I have, I have enough. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> you have enough. <laughs> Patchwork um, is where you started, and have you have you done other techniques like foundation paper piecing or English paper piecing at all? For a couple of years, I did. Uh, I found a competition here in Germany and it was 50 pictures, 50 quilts. So they had a picture and to this picture, you need to make a quilt. It was a small one. Just, I don't know mm-hmm. how big it was. Just a mini quilt. It mini, was, yeah. you know, yeah. So I said to myself, now is the perfect time to try something. So I tried, I think, everything, <laughs> applique, Hawaiian style, foundation paper piecing, English paper piecing. It's, I think it's the only style I didn't try because mm, okay. I'm not with hand sewing, hand sewing you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. And, but everything I try, improv, I tried everything. Mm. So I can say I just love the traditional blocks. 
mm-hmm. give me a log cabin, a churn mm-hmm. dash, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something classical. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my that's my stuff. Make hundreds of them for a quilt. Perfect. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I like yeah. it. I enjoy learning. Um, about other people who quilt and and what they like to do and what their favorites are. Um, and I try a lot of, of different methods too. And foundation paper piecing at first, I just didn't like it at all. Uh, but I gave it another try. And then I figured out how to do it. Because the the biggest frustration with that is that you don't have enough fabric that you just sewed on and you flip it over and you're you're a quarter of an inch short with your fabric and you have no seam allowance. So, um, but I got a little better at that. But like, I, it's not my first go to that I want to no. that I want to do. Although I don't rule it out, but yeah, I do like I like sewing patchwork as well. Um, I love applique. Um, so I just like that there's so many different things out there that you could do with quilting. The, the it's just endless what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Everybody you can, can. You can find use any something. fabric, like you said. You can use any fabric to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, well, let's talk about uh, your podcast. So, yeah. you when did you start your podcast? Tomorrow it will be one year when my first. We are now in. November 19. So yeah. tomorrow is the 20th November. Yeah. And in 20th November 2020, I sent to the people to the people my first episode. Oh, that's wonderful. Happy yeah. podcast anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's yeah. that's a good a big milestone because when I yeah. finished my first year, I was just like, "Wow, I I did it! I did a whole year of this!" and and so I yeah. just wanted. So far, I'm still I still like it, and I keep going. Although it is a a lot of work, I just still I love the community, and uh, so I just want to find out about you and 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 how what you've experienced and. Uh, and uh, how your podcast is going for you. It's uh, very nice. It's going very nice. And it's the only quilt podcast in German language. Wow. You have in English so many of them. And that's yeah. why as the pandemic started, mm-hmm. I was thinking now you have more time because I was working less. What can you do? with less money investment, you know. So I said, videos, no, I don't want to do. Open a shop, no, I don't want to do. And then I asked my husband, what do you say if I will start a podcast? And he said, yeah, just do it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And that's what you did. Yeah, then I, I said, okay, at least try to be a little bit professional. I'm not a professional, you know. I learning by doing, but I was, I found a podcaster in Rostock and I asked him for help. So oh, he helped good. me for the first month. He showed me the technical, he told me what I need, which system to use, what technique to use and stuff like that. 
Oh, very nice. You know? yeah. yeah. And he helped me with the jingle. I have a good friend who is uh, making music and he mm. wrote the song for me with the sewing machine inside the jingle oh, and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. yeah. And this is how, how I started. First, I called the people that I knew or I w- had contact with them from shop owners or something like that, you know, because if you call somebody and you want, I want to send to start a podcast, would you like to be my first guest? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's intimidating. And, and yeah, it, it that's the probably one of the hardest parts is when you're first starting because you don't have yeah. any other episodes to link to that they can, you know, yeah. list, listen yeah. to and see if they like the format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some people were telling me what, why, <laughs> what's a podcast? What, what do you want to do with them or why? And also this, this podcaster from Rostock, he was like, quilting is such a visual thing. Why do you want to do a podcast? And I told him, I just want to talk about it. I don't want to give instructions. I don't want to teach you something. Of course, everybody's giving tips and tricks and some stuff like that. I get so many people writing me. I learned this and that from you or from your guest. And it's so nice. But we are just talking like we are talking here about quilting and in German. Yes, that's wonderful. So you are the only German speaking quilt podcast. Yeah, that's great. So, so I think that maybe that will help generate more excitement for Germans to want to start quilting. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. It was funny. It was funny. I I contacted a quilter. She is doing modern quilting, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I contacted her and she said, yeah, okay, but give me some time. And then she wrote me back. She said, you know what? I wasn't familiar with this podcast stuff. I wasn't a fan of podcasts, but I listen to your podcast and I love it. I just love it. I when when someone reaches out to me and says stuff like that, it just it just fills my heart and really makes me thankful and want to do more for them. So yeah, it yeah. should it makes yeah. you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. it's so funny, I try to alternate. Sometimes is the shop owner, sometimes is somebody who's really like a superstar in quilting in Germany. And sometimes it's just a normal person who is just sitting at home and is just sewing for fun. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I have all kind of people in my podcast and I get so many people writing to me. I love these hobby quilters that you have in your podcast. That's wonderful. They are just telling their story, their normal story, because then also the normal people can find herself in, in my guest there. They can and relate. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I have the same problem as you with the space or with the family or with stuff like that you know. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's nice when you can relate um, like that. You have a very similar format that I do too. It's a more relaxed and conversation with a friend style, which is what I wanted. Um, 
And I think people are more comfortable with that. And I just think no matter where you're at in the world, because um, you, you probably have listeners around the world that speak German, that listen to your podcast, it, it, it relates to them and they feel a connection to a similar thing that we all love, which is quilting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A friend of mine was, was saying uh, yesterday to me that she was listening to the podcast when she was cleaning or doing stuff in in the kitchen there. And she told me that she was talking to me. I was talking <laughs> there in the podcast with my guest, but she was also talking to us back, you know. Oh, I love that. I, I find yeah. myself doing that because I, when I listen to other people's podcasts, <laughs> I think that you've created a very successful episode if someone's talking back, you know, yeah. and conversing with the podcast. <laughs> I think that's great. So yeah. um, so you you always have a guest on your show then, right? Yes, I always. That's the difference between your show yes. and my show. You do always an introduction and you are talking about a little bit what you are doing and you right. are creating. Yeah, I Of course, when we are, I'm talking with my guest, I'm also talking about my experience and asking how are you doing this or that or, or where this person is telling me a story or a funny situation or something like that. I say, oh, the same stuff is is happening to me also, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I had once it, that was on one year episode I did on 11-11. I said that was a funny date. And I said, okay, that will be the one year episode. And then I have, a, I had a group. We were nine people. And then, but we had the same format, one question, and everybody was talking about it. That's so cool. Yeah, I like that. Most of the time I just have one or once I had a mother and a daughter. The daughter was also 16 uh-huh. and she was also quilting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I had the both of them. But most of the time it's just one one guest. Mm-hmm. Me too. And recently I had, um, uh, it was like a family owned business. So um, the Hard Rock Woodworks um, uh-huh. Etsy shop guy, Wayne, he makes, he woodworks these really beautiful clapper for when you iron your, your, your quilt blocks. And his wife that was a, a funny. Wasn't funny it episode. funny? Yeah, yeah his wife yeah. is a quilter and she's telling him what she wants me. <laughs> yeah. And then their daughter does all the computer stuff for them. And we had all three of them on. Yeah. And it was really lovely. It was it was so much fun. But that was the first time that I've had more than one person. Yeah. I'm thinking when when it's gonna be this event to go there and make interviews on on location, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You you should definitely do that. That that would be yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing is, of course, you need some other technique. Now you have your computer and you do this. I know. You know. Yeah. But then you need, like you, we see in in TV, the yes. people that go the reporter with the microphone. Say, ah, yeah. <laughs> yes. What do you do? You have anything you want to talk about that you have coming up on your podcast? The, the only stuff is this this one I, with live events that I would really like to do that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. To try good. it. Good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have just a personal question. Are you are you making any holiday gifts? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I did last year or for two years ago. Yeah. I did a lot of them. Yeah. Like stars and placemats and stuff like that. And I was really in a flow that I still have a couple of them. But no, no, I did. I, I was a lot. I had a lot of quilting to do in the last months for friends. Okay. So yeah. now I'm just, I just want to to do some stuff for myself. For yourself, right. That's good. Exactly. Very yes. good. I was not planning to make as many gifts as I now have put onto myself because I'm not, I'm not really, I'm making one quilt for my nephew. It's, it's a Mandalorian quilt. If you have ever heard of that Disney, it's a Disney show. Uh, it, the, it, uh-huh. the babe, the here behind me is the baby Yoda. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That show. So I make it, I started it last year and I didn't finish it on time. So I had to finish that one for sure. It's a quilt for him. And that's the only quilt I'm making for a gift this year. But I'm knit. I'm knitting. I'm knitting hats and cowl scarves, and because um, it's just like new to me and so exciting. And um, it, I, I could not grasp how to do this one pearl stitch for the longest time. And and uh, like a, a month or two ago, I finally got it. And now I'm just like, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> So now I'm like, she's going to get a hat. He's going to get a hat. They're going to get a hat. <laughs> oh, man. But in super bulky yarn, so it goes fast. Because knitting can take really long if you use small yarn and small needles. <laughs> yeah. It would mm-hmm. take forever. But yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing this year for the holidays. So, But I did it to myself. Um, so unless I do last minute shopping, I'm making a bunch of... A bunch of knitted gifts. <laughs> I used to knit when I was a teenager. Yeah. In the evening, I used to sit from the TV and I used to knit. Do you know this Norwegian style patterns yes. mm-hmm. with a lot of colors and mm-hmm. complicated? Yeah. I used to do that. <gasps> oh, yeah. wow. I loved that, it. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I want to get to that level. Uh, I was so excited that I actually... Made a hat with a color change and their stripes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to show you something. I Yes. Look. <gasps> oh, those are beautiful knitted socks. Yeah. This is a gift that I get from a friend because I quilted a quilt for her. Oh. But you know what? This what? is the way the yarn is made. No it's way. It's one yarn. Yes, I didn't know. And from one yarn is this sock made. So it's the, not that you change the colors or something like that. It's just the way that they have dyed Painted. the colors on the yarn exactly. ball. Is that so, amazing? That is so amazing because for the people just listening to the audio part, the, the toe part is a solid color and then the color changes to another color with little kind of like um dashes dots dots yeah. then it changes to another stripe and and then it repeats again and all these And look here all these different the, patterns the, the pattern yeah that's amazing i i don't even know how they would design that to be able I, to I come know. out perfectly like they, that they say which size uh-huh. you need to knit the socks okay 
So you cannot buy this yarn in for a small size and to knit a big sock and to expect to have the same nice pattern. Oh, I on see, it. I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. she said this is really a common stuff now. I didn't know because I'm not knitting anymore. But I'm sure this will be also something nice. And also they say, oh, you did such a great job here with the pattern. <laughs> I'm going to check into that. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't knitted a sock yet. That'll be the next thing. But um, mm. yeah, it's just one of those um, crafts. I like to try everything. Um, the knitting is my most recent one I've 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 done crochet and machine embroidery all of it so I just like to make I just like to make things so uh, yeah but but you found I what understand you, you found what you love to make and that's fantastic I love it mm-hmm. and I love that you came on to my show I'm so happy um, and like I said I wish so badly that I spoke German and could understand your show. <laughs> There's got to be a software out there that translates. I thought about that. I'm like, maybe I can find like translator to um because Instagram does that with your posts. Your and anybody, yeah. I can see translations from any language, which I love because uh, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah, and Instagram mm-hmm. is where where I found you as well. I was very happy when when you asked me. I was really oh my god. Oh, I was so glad that that you came on because um, uh, I wasn't sure. Well, no, I was sure because you say you listen to my show, so I'm like, she has to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I'm like, I should have you on. So I'm really glad that I asked. And I'm glad that you did come on, and it's so I find it so interesting to learn about other, um, you know, just other countries and how they're doing things. Um, and what our similarities are and what our differences are. So it's quite fascinating to know that, um, you know, quilting is just kind of more of a, a smaller kind of facet to what the crafts are over there. But it, who knows, you know, because your podcast and, and more people starting to quilt, it's, it's probably just going to keep growing. I imagine that mm-hmm. it would. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Maybe the people will learn about quilting. I have a neighbor here and mm-hmm. I made for him, for his two daughters, everybody has a quilt from me. And he asked me for a quilt to go to the beach. Oh. And I was so happy about it. And yeah. I made last last year for Christmas, I gave him as a present this quilt for a beach. And this summer, he went to Italy and he sent, I posted a, a, a picture on my Instagram about my quilt on two uh, this lounges or how mm-hmm. you call these long beach chairs. Chase, And yeah. the quilt is over <laughs> these two chairs on the beach oh. in Italy. Oh, my goodness. That is so great. How oh it's so cool. Yeah. That's my wonderful. only problem my only problem was hopefully when they go to take a swim or they go to pick something to eat or something like that, nobody will take the quilt away. That was my problem. That happened yeah. to my sister. Um I had made her her um son 
a baby blanket. Um, it was really cute. And she had him at the shopping mall and it fell out of the stroller in a store. And she was just, she was crying. She was so sad and panicked that she called the store and the manager found it. And she says, I have it here. So then my sister, you know, rushed back to go get it. By the time she got there, someone had stolen it from the back. Someone who worked there took it because it was behind where the employees go. Yeah. So, and uh. then my sister was crying again. I mean, she was so heartbroken about it. So that's who this quilt is for um, that I'm making now, The Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's heartbreaking if something like that gets taken. And But for you, it's a big compliment. <laughs> yeah, my sister really is very sentimental and she loves everything I make. So yeah. it's nice to, yeah, you're right. It's nice to have your work appreciated too. Because um, then there's the opposite. <laughs> what if have you ever gifted a quilt to anyone that was like, "Oh, thanks," and they toss it or they just don't really, you know, appreciate it as much? I don't know what they what they do with them after that. For me, when I finish a quilt and I know I make this for somebody, when the quilt is finished, I wash it. And then I need to give it immediately away because for me, this quilt is done, you know, and it's for this person and this person can do with it whatever she wants. I hope that she will use it. Yes. I hope that she will break it from from so much love and using it and stuff like that. But but you know, this this uh, stories when people say, Oh, I like the backside of the quilt. <laughs> yes, I've heard stories about that. <laughs> but also, this is also a, a thing that I always do. I do always different sides. Mm. You know, if I make a patchwork that's, let's say, blue and white, then the backside of the quilt, I make another color. Not yeah. blue. Right. Because I want to have the two different things because okay. then it's the possibility that people hopefully will like one part of the quilt if not at the least one side the... <laughs> right <laughs> oh that's great yeah. I've, I've never thought yeah. to do that actually I always coordinate it with the front mm. well again thank you so much it was just so nice to talk with you and learn more about your podcast and your quilting and uh, to see you in your lovely quilting room, too, with the, the T-shirt quilt curtains and uh, little mini quilts behind you. I love it. I love it so much. So thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Bye. Bye. If you would like a bonus episode every month, become a patron and support the Make and Decorate podcast show at my Patreon page, Make and Decorate. For extended show notes with links and photos to what we've talked about, visit my podcast blog at makeanddecorate.com. And remember to take some time for yourself to be creative. Bye-bye.